Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast, the most trusted name in local news. My name is Alex and joining us via Skype once again is Rob. Hello folks, how are we doing? And this is episode 249 now, just one shy Rob of 250, which is, well, I'm still surprised we're not celebrating it. Shouldn't we be celebrating it? Because it is our quarter century episode. Three, you said 300 episodes we should celebrate, but that doesn't mean anything. No, you're right. Maybe we should be. I think you're right. We should be doing something. I a mean, I don't know what that century. something is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, what do we ever do? I Maybe mean... we should. We should send that one. We should be spending that one together. I feel that's a significant anniversary. We should be making some sort of effort. You think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you disagree? No, no. It all depends whether. I mean, can you get a day release from prison? Will they let you Can out I of that? Once again, that I'm not in prison, and it's certainly not related to the coiling cat killer. <laughs> well, no, well have, I, you got any, have you got any news to start us off with? Because you did well, mention the coiling cat killer, and I do have quite a lot to say. So, well, yeah, I mean, uh, there's been quite a few stories submitted. Um, Amy very kindly sent us the link. Obviously, there's been a, a huge revelation. Did you know that uh, that Snar won Ian Lee's radio show, giving an interview? <laughs> no, I didn't. But Rob, that's brilliant. Yeah. But Rob. You were obviously when the news broke, which we're going to get onto in a minute. I did text you because you were at the Steam Garden. I said, "Please avoid anything to do with the Croydon Cat Killer." But of course, it was yeah. impossible because it's been national news. But Rob, how was the Steam Gala? It was great, actually. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was nice to be away, and it's beautiful countryside. It's uh, the the railway goes through Worcestershire up into yeah, Shropshire. Yeah, yeah, all right. Did Sarah enjoy it? She well, she said she did. Yeah, well, she enjoyed <laughs> looking at trains. Well, again, it's you know, it's it's um, you can sit on them. Uh, I mean, the hotels were nice as well, which is good. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a lovely sort of oldie worldy sort of um, hotel in in the middle of nowhere. And there's a rolling a rolling countryside. It was lovely, Alex. It was really really quite uh, picturesque. And in the evenings, did you go out and dance to like Night Train? No, we we uh, we just you know dance around the fire like everyone else up there. <laughs> there's there's a lot of witchcraft. Right. Rob, should we should we <laughs> should we get on with this then? Come on then, because look, you and me have been covering the Croydon Cat Killer since his first attack. Since it was yes. first reported, me and Rob have been on the case. I think we have covered this story more than anybody else, any other news outlet. If you really think about it, and the Croydon and it, what what the listener needs to understand is the the Croydon Cat Killer, as they were known. Um, was originally called the Croydon Cat Ripper. And that yep. moniker was quickly dropped because presumably they thought it was inappropriate. Then it became yep. the Croydon Cat Killer. Then for a while, a fad came in of calling it the M25 Cat Killer. But then it kind of came back to the Croydon Cat Killer. But the point is, a lot, a lot of cats have been founded, beheaded and other things in mysterious circumstances. And it was believed that an individual was behind this. You have always maintained, Rob, that you didn't think it was possible for one person to be, to be doing this. Well, what happened was on the... We are recording for the fastidious amongst you on the 26th of February, 2018. Yeah. And what happened was on the 20th of September, 2018, news broke. And when I saw the news that broke, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I mean, this is a story from the Evening Standard uh, by Justin Davenport. Croydon cat killer unmasked. Met police reveal culprits after three-year probe and 500 deaths are... Da, 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 foxes. 
And of course, Rob, you and I had read your story, hadn't I? Only a, a little, only a little while ago, with a profile of Snarl who were investigating this, where a lot of experts said they didn't think that this was the this was uh, due to human activity. It does. Can I just say that, that I feel like I've preempted this, um, and uh, I mean, well, you're calling I it. That... You feel that you're you 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 have you have been the ultimate woodland murder detective. You have sir, you have solved this crime. That's what you're saying, is it, Rob? That's exactly what I'm saying, Alex. Well, Rob, I saw this coming. Scotland Yard is closing a long-running investigation into the so-called Croydon cat killer, saying the most likely culprits are foxes. The Met Police announced the findings today after reports that a serial cat killer was behind the slaughter and mutilation of up to 500 pets for across for across the UK for nearly three years. Rob, three years that you and me have been covering this. Police and animal activists have been hunting for the culprit. At one point, a team of 15 Scotland Yard officers were deployed on the trail of the suspect, who was likened to Jack the Ripper. Animal activists put £10,000 reward up for his or her capture, while animal lovers such as actor Martin Clunes, which, as you know, we broke that story when it happened, urged the police chiefs in a letter to step up their search. I don't need to keep reading this, but basically, the force, the Met Police have revealed that a vet who carried out post-mortem examinations of six suspicious cat deaths had reassessed his findings of human involvement. Initially, he concluded that the cause of death was blunt force trauma, Rob, as you know, but since he has re-examined it, he has found puncture wounds he had not noticed before, concluding that they were likely to have been hit by cars and then scavenged, scavenged by foxes. Now, I'm not going to read out all that story because you get the gist, but I still have the... Uh, the the new shopper sort of <clears throat> live update of that day where it was quite oh, astonishing they, they had a minute by minute sort of update sort of rolling coverage i can believe that yeah um and they had like updates from people on twitter there's a lot of people outraged rob that the police have in, uh, dropped the investigation there have been people calling for marches against the police about this are you aware of this fuck's sake well fully peng no, on twitter fully peng on twitter says foxes are majestic creatures the foxes I feed ignore my five cats completely. In fact, one of my cats and a fox were all asleep together on the lawn. Nowhere is a fox the Croydon cat killer. The police are just lazy, incompetent idiots who cannot be bothered with this anymore. Um, Lydia says, what about all the mutilated bodies of foxes that were found? Is it typical of foxes to mutilate other foxes? I've never heard of that. That is a good point. Mm. Um... They had a poll, a new shopper. Do you still think the Croydon cat killer is real? 82% of people, Rob, said yes. Only 18% said no. A petition, <laughs> oh a petition, God. Rob, has been started to reopen the investigation into finding the Croydon cat killer. And there is a petition, Rob, that you can sign right now. As I say, uh, there have been calls for marches. And here's that story, Rob, by Liam McKinnery from the 20th of September, the day that this news broke from the news shop. A victim of Croydon cat killer calls for marches against the police. Samantha Glass, Ross... Sorry, Samantha Glass, Rob, great great daughter of the co-founder of Marks and Spencer, no less. She lost a what? cat, Rob, to this animal, and she wrote a tribute for Harley, her cat, hours before the Met Police said the death of hundreds of cats was down to foxes and not a human. She told New Shopper, "This is a great great granddaughter of the co-founder of Marks and Spencers," and she told New Shopper, Rob, "It's fucking unbelievable. Words fail me." This is Sorry, a. Were those her actual words? Yes. This is a massive police fail on all accounts. We now need victims to get together to march against the police. But she said it's fucking unbelievable. Rob, I would... Yes. Yes. So I don't feel that she's she's fitting to be the great-great-granddaughter of 
I found of Mark Spencer with that kind of language. I agree with you, Rob. This is the post Just she wrote. the good name. This is the post she wrote, Rob, shortly before the Met police dropped the bombshell that they dropped. She wrote this Facebook post to her cat. Dear, my dear Harley, I know you can't read Facebook posts and the chances are you can't even feel my thoughts. But I want you to know that today... <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no chances there. She, he can't feel your thoughts. I mean, I'm not entirely sure that's a thing anyway. I want you to know that today is your birthday and you would have been five today if that evil person had not cruelly murdered you and cut short your beautiful life. Not a day can goes... I, can I just interject at that point? Can I just like to say that uh, it is my cat's birthday, coincidentally, just to throw that in. Not, not, sure a day, not a day goes by that I don't blame myself, wondering if I could have done something differently that night. But I didn't. And now you're dead, taken from us forever, and nothing I can do can change that. I'm so sorry, Harley. I failed you. I miss you every day. I hope you have found peace in spite of how scared you were in your last minutes of life when you when they, when they your life was painfully ended. I know I wasn't there to protect you and save you. I hope and pray that you can forgive me. The person who did this is still out there, still hurting other cats and torturing other families. So much pain and suffering, it makes me so angry. Wherever you are, my beautiful Harley, have a wonderful day. I love you. This is your day, Harley. Happy fifth birthday. Mummy. XXX. And she ends with, to the sick and twisted individual who did this, we are coming for you. We will, hashtag, hunt you down for Harley. This is the great, great, great granddaughter of the founder of um, Marks and Spencers. Um, uh, who, 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 who is coming for? Because I mean, if it's not the police, I mean, literally the only people she's got left to snarl. And that's, I mean, that should be no comfort to her whatsoever. Or a band of uh, rabid vigilantes. Rob. Possibly, possibly. Um, so now she says, what else can we do? There's countless evidence from the Met saying cats have been mutilated by a clean slice. There have been decapitated heads lying across London. Okay. What happens when the killer drops back the tail to the doorstep? Do foxes have opposing thumbs to hold a mallet so they can bludgeon a cat before using a blade to decapitate it? She said there will be an immediate backlash, but doesn't know how sustainable it is. She has started a social media campaign in the hopes her cat will get justice. With the police no longer investigating, it could be some time before any justice is served. And she has called Rob for a march against the police. Well, Welling Lad says, March against the police. These men and women put their lives in danger on a daily basis to protect you and you think you've earned the right to be that disrespectful just because the investigation didn't go the way you wanted. I guess you are more an expert in animal post-mortem than all the veterinary surgeons that were consulted in the investigation. We aren't all entitled descendants of supermarket moguls living in a protected bubble. Can I just say, Rob, entitled descendants of supermarket moguls is our episode title and surely one of the best we've ever had. I agree. Yeah. Uh, some of us do actually rely on the police to keep trouble at bay in the neighbourhoods as best they can and can do without them being further demonised by spoiled kids running to the media and venting on Twitter. Um, Rob, what is to say that this isn't a huge cover-up? Because let's just be clear about this, right? There is a lot of evidence of human involvement in these cat deaths. For example... Some of the cats being killed by a clean, a clean kill. Cats being, le cats being left on the windowsill of the owners. Cats being left in children's playgrounds near to where children had lost cats. Cats, um, all of this. And this surgeon, he's basically re-examined six cats out of the 500 and said, oh, yeah, I've seen, I can now see puncture wounds I didn't notice before. It sounds to me like he's been lent on. Who's to say that this Croydon cat killer, Rob, the police didn't find out that it was somebody in the higher echelons of society doing this, uh, one of the elite, 
getting their kicks, or maybe even a club of them, eyes wide shut style secret society, who take pleasure in killing cats. How do we know, Rob, that this isn't a huge cover up? Why don't you go and join Snarl, you hippie? No, I mean, am I not? Am I? I'm asking you a confidence. Alex, I still maintain that all the, the killings that have taken place, which at this point stem from Brighton to apparently Milton Keaton, no, Northampton, even further north than that. This is not one man. This may be opportunistic criminals across the country. It's more than possible. This is not one man. It may be a band of foxes. It may be some weird vigilante thing. I don't know. What I do know is there is no one Croydon cat killer. Right, no one Croydon cat killer, but you, uh, to, to me, it sounds like the police couldn't be bothered anymore, Rob. We already know that they whittled down their 15 people to, what was it, or like one person. Like, uh, or, doc- or maybe two people in a Ford Focus. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What I, I didn't say which Ford Focus. I just, you know, I just, I just had a premonition once again and just saw a Ford Focus. Maybe someone doing a freezer as well. Doc Hugo, uh, that, that, that is said for comedy, satirical purposes. Doc Hugo here says, if the Met doesn't have the funds or leads to keep the case active, they should be honest with the public and say so. Coming up with this ridiculous justification for shutting down the investigation is insulting to the victims and people have been following events over the last few years. Do we know what Snarl said about this, Rob? No, actually, that's a good point. I, don't, I haven't heard any response from them. Strange. I, I, I didn't actually hear the interview they gave to... Uh, to uh, uh, to Ian Lee, but apparently it, it was along the lines of they they thought it was a conspiracy. They they, they have said that, do they? Uh, well, that was that was the uh, the impression I got. Yeah. Let me I mean, see if they've is released. Is that really a... that surprising that they thought that? <laughs> Let me see if they've released. I'd, a I'd be surprised they haven't said anything. They must have said something. I mean, the amount of media coverage they've had over the past couple of months. Yep. Here we go. BBC. Um, Snar- Animal Rescue Group Snarl to continue search. It goes on, Rob. It goes on. Here they are. I did, you know, I, I did put a, I put a Facebook post and a, um and an Instagram post, not Instagram, uh, Twitter post to our listeners asking whether they thought that this was the end of Snarl, and uh, I think the uh, it was an overwhelming uh, conclusion that no, it wasn't. It just <laughs> well, 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 Boudicca Rising said the police have stated that they never had a full time officer assigned to the case anyway. So we're wondering how much time has actually been spent on trying to solve this. I love it. It's just some part time intern, Rob. Probably, yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's rightly say they had, they had some apprentice or you know someone who was who was learning the ropes and just like there's this this guy killing cats. Here's a pen and paper. Off you go. Do. I do have to apologise to listeners. If you've been getting some ambient noise, it's because um, in my lack of professionalism, which you wouldn't really expect after 249 episodes, I did leave the window wide open, so uh, probably not the best of ideas there. So Don't worry about that. My, my cat's been meowing in the background, so it should be absolutely fine. I haven't, I haven't heard the cat meow. If you might oh, good. To, okay. might, I haven't heard the ambient noise, if that's any consolation. You might want to check on your cat. But how do you feel, Rob? Seriously, though, do you feel a sense of passing, a sense of letting go, maybe even a sense of grieving? Because this is three years, Rob, we've been covering this. And basically, I mean, unless the, unless the killings continue and, you know, maybe there'll be another twist to this tale, Rob. Uh, I, I mean, that, that, that's more than possible. There might be another Fox killing. Um, however, for me, it's just relief. As I said last week, I am sick of this. Are you? Uh, yeah. I know it's at the beginning it was thrilling. You know, we thought there was a, there was a serial killer out there, and then it just got tedious. And I, I wanted a lot more from Boudicca and her partner, whose name escapes me. Um, 
Although I, I, I really can see some sort of uh, maybe sitcom based around them that I think would really work. Yeah, ITV show. I don't yeah, think a def- sitcom. I think it would be a Sunday night drama. Crap one. But, you know. I think Sunday night's pushing it. Maybe Sunday afternoon. It's called, like, Copycat. <laughs> I have to say that is quite strong. Thanks, Rob. Right. Before we uh, get on to your stories, Rob, let's deal with another mystery. Let's open up a new mystery. Right. This is from The Independent, Monday, 17th of September. Mystery, Rob, of eerie late-night nursery rhyme that haunted woman for months finally what? solved. This is freaky shit, Rob. Oh, God, it's not going to be, is it? <laughs> uh, no, it is. Okay. A sinister recording of a children's nursery rhyme being played repetitively late at night tormented a woman, Rob, for over a year before investigators solved the mystery. So this was a recording of a children's nursery rhyme, Rob, repeating itself endlessly at night. Right. Alice but Rat- some, someone's doing that, though. Yeah. That's no, not never, just happening. Never said it was a ghost or anything like that. Alice oh. Randall was one of several residents who heard the creepy rendition of It's Raining, It's Pouring, coming from somewhere outside their homes on the outskirts of Ipswich. Rob, can you imagine that? It's raining, it's pouring. Like that, like kids. You, you know what that would sound like. The old man is snoring, isn't that how it goes? Yeah, that's right. And I must admit, <laughs> yeah, that is genuinely disturbing. That would Some- be unsettling. Sometimes the tune Rob played just once at 2am or 4am, but other times it repeated over and over again for hours. Imagine what lying in your bed, Rob, listening to that. The rhyme, which relates to the story of an old man who bumped his head and couldn't wake up, left Miss Randall frightened and questioning whether she was imagining things. It's sung by what sounds like a very young child, she told the Independent. It's very haunting. People have said it's like something out of Freddy Krueger. Miss Randall, who has two children, first heard the nursery rhyme in September last year, Rob, and initially tried to ignore it before finally calling Ipswich Borough Council in desperation two months ago. (laughs) Can you you imagine imagine getting that call? (laughs) (laughs) The last couple of months, I've been quite committed to finding out what it was, she said. I've been out with a friend of mine. We went on a mission calling local businesses. The council's rapid response team, Rob, can you imagine like these guys getting in the car and girls drove out. I I get the impression that 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 team is ironically named. (laughs) Yeah. Drove out to the scene several times in an attempt to track down the noise, only for it to fall silent before they got there. They finally tracked it down when Miss Randall called in after being woken up by the same recording at 11 p.m. on the 10th of September. It was only this is a year later, Rob. It's only in the last couple of weeks it started to play over and over again. I told them they would definitely hear it if they came this time. The team arrived at our home in Bramford Road 50 minutes later. We did hear the nursery rhyme playing and it sounded very eerie at that time of night, a spokesperson for the council said. The child's voice was being played through a loudspeaker, Rob, on a warehouse a few hundred yards away on the Farthing Road Industrial Estate. We don't know at this stage why it is playing. It might simply be an alarm that is being triggered, but we'll be visiting the operators to find out more, the spokesperson added. We appreciate that people living nearby would find it spooky. Miss Randall said the owners of the site had told her that the nursery rhyme was being triggered by spiders. When they examined their motion sensors... (laughs) Sorry, what? So basically, they've got these motion sensors which are meant to go off and play this to deter people trying to break in. And this is what they've chosen? This fucking nursery rhyme? yes. And basically, Spiders was putting webs across the motion sensors and triggering it. A spokesperson for the site told the new Ipswich Star newspaper 
This sound is only supposed to act as a deterrent for opportunistic thieves that come into our property and is designed only to be heard by people on our private land. We're now aware of the problem. The motion sensors were being triggered by spiders crawling across the lenses of our cameras and it looks like we've had it turned up too loudly. You're damn right. Because if your nursery rhyme could be heard miles away, you've got a problem. We've just spoken to the resident who brought it to our attention and adjusted it so it should not happen again. Spiders and other insects are said to be responsible for 30% of false burglar alarms, according to a survey robbed by Witch. It's a massive relief, Miss Randall said. I'm looking forward to actually sleeping from now on. The last week has been lovely. And uh, I've Can never I visited... just want to say one thing very quickly? If you're looking for a conspiracy, this sounds like one. Right. What was going on in that warehouse? I do not for a second believe that their, 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 their security cameras being, were being triggered by spiders. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is going on then? Ghosts. Right. Sex party. Anything. Who knows? We'll never find out. I'll tell you what, Rob. This Itchwich Star looks a real treat. I'm going to visit it for next time and see what stories I can find. Because that's a local paper that is new to me. I haven't come across it. And it op- that might open up a whole world of opportunities, Rob. We're going to bring Itchwich into the fold. Have we had any listeners from Ipswich yet? Where the hell is uh, Ipswich? Do you, do you honestly not know where Ipswich is? Okay, well, I think it's a, it's north. Well, where I got married is it's a, it's about I think ten fifteen miles down the road. You got married Does in Sudb- Sudbury, but I can't remember where. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, so it was so north yeah. northeast of London, going up. So basically, it's yes. quite near Norwich. Not far away, yeah. Getting there, right? Yeah, well done, well done, Alex. Thank you. Okay, Rob, you got a story for us there. Yeah, this story is absolutely bizarre, and I, I kind of feel sorry for the, uh, for the for the reporter. So it's from the Essex Live website. Um, the reporter is Paige Ingram. It's from the seventeenth of September. Now it just feels that there's no one else to cover this story, and I don't think that she's I don't I don't know her in the slightest, but it just feels that she really drew drew the short straw in regards to this. Right. So we visited three of Essex's notorious dogging hotspots, and this is what we found. Sorry, this is poor journalist got this end of the bargain. Is this is an intern. Yeah, yeah it, it, again, like the poor guy who was given uh, the coin cat, 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 cat killer uh, from the uh, from Met the Police. So it will be the same sort of thing as uh, as what we're about to report on. Right. There are many ways to spice up your sex life. For some people, this means a trip to your local adult store. For others, it might be role-play or watching porn. And dogging continues to be one of those who like to mix with the great outdoors with antics usually reserved for the bedroom. Do we need to... I mean, our listeners, we've covered a few dogging stories over the time. Do we need to clarify this any further? What, <laughs> what dogging is? Isn't dogging where you basically drive somewhere and watch other people have sex? You can also participate with like-minded individuals. So what, how's that any different than just like an orgy? I mean, what, what's the difference between dogging? Does it normally happen in, in the middle of nowhere in a car? I think there's, there's usually a congress, as we'll call it, between two people. And then um, there, there's, there's, a, 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 there's usually a suggestion that people may then pleasure themselves while, you know, watching the... Uh, there's, there's an act of voyeurism. Right. Do you know why, why it was called dogging? Um, what the etymology no. of that word is, what, what, where it comes from? I can't say I have no. I, I, I don't know the uh, the the, uh, uh, the meaning behind it. Okay. Um, <clears> there <throat> goes on to say the practice, an all-encompassing term for engaging in sexual acts in public or semi-public places, 
usually sees people driving to secluded spots to meet other like-minded individuals. Uh, there are quite a few dogging hotspots around Essex, and they range for abandoned car parks to grassy verges along your carriageways. Rob, what kind of person? Do, I, I, I try not to condemn or judge anybody. But what yeah. I do judge here is I can't imagine the mindset of somebody who, number one, thinks this is a good idea, but two, wants to meet these so-called like-minded individuals. You yeah. are going to get some the real dregs of society turn up at these things. I mean... I mean, Alex, that's, that, that's a very disparaging comment. I mean you know absolutely true but even so very disparaging <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean can i just point out that there's i mean there's one thing to, to be to do this in this in a secluded car uh, in, in like a secluded lay-by but on the grassy verge of a dual carriageway <laughs> i mean what kind of person does that i, I don't know but to, to me the kind of person who is best off removed from society we sent reporter Paige Ingram to look at these three three locations where dogging is said to take place. Can you imagine? She like calls up her parents. I got a story in the paper. I'm like, yeah. oh, I've got to I've got to go out and investigate some um, some grassy verges on dual carriageways. Oh, why is that, dear? Uh, a story about dogging. I think it'd be a very different conversation. I think the, the mum will call, call her, the reporter, and say, "Oh, damn, I just see your name on one of the by the bylines." You're like, mum, please. <laughs> don't read it <laughs> don't show it to dad it'll give him a heart attack oh we're quite into that ourselves on the weekend don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> oh we, we might be involved ourselves um so my first stop was just off the south end road but again it's documenting where these places are yeah why does a local paper feel the need to document hot spots for dogging start the engine rob <laughs> uh so this is by the a because of course uh, of course, the listeners Sorry. do have to decide whether or not you were really at a steam gala or not. I've got pictures. I, which I, I, I looked it up. There was no steam gala. I think steam gala is a euphemism. I mean, let's say there's definitely a gala. Right. And it was steamy. Uh, Rob's steamy gala. <laughs> have you seen the flyers for next year? No. no. Oh, right. No, you're just making it up. Okay. Um, so, my first stop was just off the South End Road by the A130 roundabout. Rob, what is this story? <laughs> what kind of a waste of journalistic resources is this? I don't know. But also, she's this going is... around dusk. Rob, what the hell was that? Did you just hear that? Are you winding me up? Can no. you hear a nursery? No. I look, I look forward to listening back to the recording. It was like... You know, like when you see a, a TV program that's set in the middle of a forest and you hear a oh, like an owl. Yeah. It was, it was, it was so loud. What the I hell was that? It. That freaked the crap out of me. I'm going to be honest, Rob. I'm scared. And we both spooked now because of that fucking nursery rhyme. Look, Alex, let's just continue with the dogging, okay? Right. Try to compose yourself. Yeah. So I visited around 6 p.m. and there wasn't much going on. While I couldn't see anyone hanging around looking for a sexual encounter... Sorry, I did isn't this a bit dangerous to send your journalist out to do this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the kind At of thing Andy Parks would do to give, give, give her, like, an intern this job. Go on, prove it. Prove you're worth it. <laughs> Get some pictures. Get some good ones. <laughs> um, along with the rubbish was some harmless-looking garden gloves. So she found some litter and found, it, Sorry, found a pair of garden gloves. those garden gloves. gloves were not harmless. No, and also, if you're not... Uh, I don't think they even look like... They look like rubber gloves, is what they look like. Um, With what appeared to be snail slime all over them. 
having waited around for a little while, I came to the conclusion that it might be too early to see the doggers in the natural environment. What time did you go again? 6 p.m. I'm sorry, if they're doing this at 6 p.m., then they really do have serious problems. But yeah, 6 p.m. is too early, love. You've got to turn up at like midnight. Right, so the next one is Danbury Forest. So, so by 7 p.m., I made a way to Danbury, following the road out of Boreham. About a mile uh, after the Hookback Bridge, over the river, I then took a, a left turn, signposted Ford. Uh, around half a mile down the road, I parked up and waited. Now, what I don't understand is, is she actually trying to get involved in this activity? <laughs> think so rob <laughs> she's mixing personal life with uh work life it's not a good idea yeah. uh so what she's saying so um according to the postman online this this pretty raw uh this pretty raw area is very popular um a user of a particular dogging website many couples oh a particular dogging website wrote many couples and single guys usually busy around half 10 on the weekend weeknights uh, provide a bit of seclusion Sadly, my trip wasn't too exciting. This is her words, by the way. It was still fairly light. Despite a few cars passing, there wasn't much to report. I did get some strange looks from passersby. Of course she did, love, because she was sitting in a dogging lay-by. <laughs> and then what I don't quite understand is, she's given, a, she's given a list of dogging etiquette. Go on, then. Right. So on my, on my travels, I saw all of the following. Flashing headlights or brake lights, which apparently indicates, are there any doggers nearby? But I thought that she did... Hang on a minute. I thought she didn't uncover any dogging. So how does she know any of this? I don't know. I've no idea. She doesn't say. So if, if the interior light is on, uh, that implies that the, the couple will want to be watched. Uh, window half down, all sex is on offer. Window fully down, touch and fondling is allowed. <laughs> and door open, four sex is on offer. So, sorry, if I'm parked at the side of a lay-by because my car's broken down, I'm fumbling yep. to find my, I don't know, my, my, my RAC number with the, with the window on, with the light on. I'm warm inside the car, so I've wound down the window. Maybe I've even opened the door. I'm apparently fair game, am I? Uh, apparently so, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. You're looking for penetration. So, the last, <laughs> the last stop, <laughs> the last stop on Brentwood Road... Lastly, but certainly not least, was this docking hotspot located just off the A127 near the halfway house. Before it got dark and the vehicle started to arrive, I decided to rummage through the bushes and see what I could find. Rob, I'm sorry, this person, this, this story should never have been printed. And this person, if there is a sort of journalistic integrity license, she should be stripped of it. Yeah, I was half expecting to stumble across some used condoms or knickers hidden in the undergrowth or hanging from branches. At first, there was nothing to see, just lots of litter, from McDonald's wrappers to cans of beer. But just before I was about to, to abort my mission, a shiny silver object caught my eye. Oh. So, Slid, Slidenfil, also known as Viagra, is a, medica, is a medicine used to treat erectile dysfunction. And as you can see from the photograph, all, fill, all four pills have been used. Rob, Rob, please stop. This is grotesque. On the one side of the journalistic spectrum, we have like Bob Woodward, right? Yep. Break, broke Watergate, just written a book about Trump. On the other side of the journalistic spectrum, we have, what's this poor woman's name? Uh, her name is Paige. Paige what? Uh, Paige uh, uh, Ingram. Well, on the other hand, we have Paige Ingram. Can I just say, by the way, she was there until 10 o'clock. It looks like she actually did start to see people turning up. 
but we'll, we'll leave that story there unless you are particularly interested. And what did she um, say when they turned up? So, um, when John passed me, they slowly they, they approached slowly and came very close to my vehicle. After a couple sorry, of times, they I came realized, very close to her vehicle. Not like that. Oh right, good. No. Uh, after a couple of times, I realised he was getting he was trying to get my attention, and this was his way of saying I was interested. Well, uh, sorry, I was saying I'm interested. I heard lots of car doors slamming, at which point I locked my doors and was constantly checking my mirrors for any any men lurking in the shadows. It turns out they were just walking to get a kebab. I th- I think um, we we leave that story. So, sorry, that was in the Essex Live website. That was Essex Live. So they should be ashamed like know, of themselves. I mean, it's lovely actually because in, in the last one she did mention there, uh, which I didn't read out. There's there is a kebab van part there, so you could go there, have a spot of dogging. And then a dirty kebab, and then and then you know go and order from the kebab, the uh, kebab van, Lovely. like a dirty kebab. Lovely, yeah. Okay. Uh, you got another story, Rob? There. Yeah, just a quick one. Uh, I've been I've had this for a while now. This actually relates. This actually uh, goes back to August. It's from the Oxford Mail. Right. Um, and uh, it's only, it's not particularly long. Police hammered over Timmy Mallet bike bike theft. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> the entertainer took to Twitter on Saturday and shared a picture of his bike that was stolen the previous night. Sorry, say that again. Uh, Timmy Mallet had had his bike stolen. I thought Timmy Mallet lived... Didn't we say that he lived somewhere in the countryside like he shacked up with Roland Rat? <laughs> we, we did imply that, but that doesn't mean it's true, Alex. Ah, okay. All right. So, sorry, sorry Timmy Mallet had his bike stolen. Yes. Uh, Mallet, famed for hosting children's programmes like Wackaday, was drinking with his friends in the King's Arms in Cookham, Berkshire, when his bike was stolen from a lockup area in the, in the pub's car park. Steeped in sentimental value, the eccentric star recently cycled across half of Europe on the e-bike, which is named Martin after his late brother. Sorry, I've really got to catch up to speed with this. I was just looking at Andrew Park's Twitter page and I apologise. Oh, right, OK. Sorry, right. Timmy Matt, where's where's this where's this being reported from? Uh, this is for, uh, this were well it happened in Berkshire, but this is in the Oxford uh, the Oxford Mail. So he lives in Berkshire, does he, Timmy Mallet? I believe so, yeah. And he's been riding an e-bike. Yeah, so an electric bike, yeah. What the fuck's an electric bike? Well, it's, it's I, I'm assuming it's got like a, a gyro, so you can pedal it, and but it stores energy. So if you get tired, you can then let the uh, the gyro kick in. That's a very very um, detailed assumption, Rob. Yeah, well, thank you. I do my best. Um, in memory of his brother. Yeah, the, the bike's named after his brother, his, his late brother. What happened to his brother? Well, he, and what was his brother called? Jimmy Mallet. Martin. Martin Mallet. <laughs> I'm assuming Mallet isn't his surname. It might be. I don't know. Okay, keep um, reading the story then. But yeah, he recently cycled, cycled across half of Europe. Did he? Yeah. Was Roland Rat with him? <laughs> Doesn't say. He said it wasn't the bike, I can tell you that much. I wonder if Pat Sharp uh, was uh, driving in a van behind him with the twins. <laughs> why? The twins from Funhouse. Yeah, no, no, I got that bit, but why would he be driving uh, to buy he provide any support? He couldn't sort of, be asked to support. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like in the Tour de France where they have that van. So when it, what happened was, so he got he put on Twitter that he got his bike stolen, and the Thames Valley Police responded by so saying... So how did it get I, stolen? He was, meant, he was riding it. I don't understand. No, no, he was in a pub. He was having a drink with his friends and it was in the car park. Right, and somebody nicked it. Yeah. Why didn't he lock it up securely then? 
So he did. Yeah, no, he did. I think that's what he said. Uh, yeah, from a lock, a locked up area in the pub's car park. So right. it, was, it was locked, Alex, but someone's gone to great efforts to try and nick Timmy Mallet's bike. Wouldn't you? It doesn't say whether Mallet's Mallet was attached to it. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, he tweeted out that it had been stolen. Thames Valley were hot on it and said, Hi, Timmy, we're on the case. Please visit our website if you have any information. If any members of the public have any information, then please contact us. But most people had only one criticism. One comment said, a pity you guys didn't take this, quite the same level of interest when one of my staff reported being threatened and followed at 11pm in a quiet road by a stranger in a car and yeah. had to go under bush. It does feel like they were very quick on it. I mean, is Timmy Mallet still a name? I mean, do people even remember who Timmy Mallet even was? How dare you? How very dare you? Of course Timmy Mallet is. Timmy Mallet is, is big on the student scene. Has he? And other places. Yeah, you know, he goes to Freshers. I things. really wish Timmy Mallet did a radio show. I would listen to that. Oh, God, no, that would be really depressing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm very disappointed to say that I've, I've been cute on it, uh, a, night, uh, a night of the uh, the page, and um, as far as we know, the bike is still missing. Um, uh, anything else I need to cover on this story? Not really. Let's have let's. I haven't always comments. Let me have a quick look at the comments. I mean, it's very, it's very sad, Alex. Obviously, this this might be all he had in the world. Um, H. <laughs> uh, J. Harris said I was shot by this report. Timmy Mallet's only sixty-two. Bloody hell, is he sixty-two? That's scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anything else? Let's have a look. Uh, South Upper Eight Seven says this bloke would do anything to get a bit of publicity. As soon as Oxford United on the telly, he has to join the action. Uh, Always acted a tit, and it stayed with him. I used to like I listened, and that's that's probably about the only thing to say really. I used to like Timmy Mallet though. I used to like Wackaday. I mean it was a very strange concept. Um his Twitter page he describes himself as Mr. Timmy Mallet, entertainer, cycling artist. What's a cycling artist? Dunno. Mallet's palette, because he does paint, and Mallet's Mallet. Be happy. And then there's a link to his manager. M- Mallet's palette? Yeah. Has he got a read to paint? Yeah. So are you telling me he's released his... <laughs> he has, what what colours does he... I mean, to be fair, if he looked at the colours of the shirts he wore back a day, he's going to be quite outlandish, which is strange because he lives a very, very beige life. OK, Rob. Um, this, Rob, this story here is from the Bournemouth Echo from the 17th of September. And the headline is, Rob, Controversial Dwarf Wrestling Event is Cancelled After Backlash. Brilliant. Brilliant. A Ferndown venue, Rob, has cancelled a controversial dwarf wrestling event following pressure from a charity. The Extreme <laughs> Dwarfinators Wrestling Show... <laughs> I repeat, the Extreme Dwarfinators Wrestling oh, Show... Oh, brilliant. ...had been due brilliant. to take place at Ferndown Leisure Centre on Saturday, October 20th, as part of a UK tour. The Restricted Growth Association, RGA, condemned the event, describing it as a freak show that was primarily about encouraging audiences to laugh at people with dwarfism and a spectacle of violence against dwarf bodies as entertainment for pit for average height people. Can I just say the, speculant, the spectacle of violence against dwarf bodies as entertainment for average height people is a very, very good episode title, but oh, I don't think angry. we can have it. Uh, well, yeah. We, we, well, I mean, we don't want the RGA to come down hard upon us. No, you're right, Alex. You're absolutely right. 
Ferndown Leisure Centre was one of three venues, Rob, no less, across the country, including Leicester's Morningside Arena and the Corn Exchange in Devizes to cancel the event, prompting a backlash from the show's organisers. On Facebook, Dwarfinators defended the wrestling event, arguing the pro show for people with dwarfism was being discriminated against because of our size. The RGA, a lobbyist group from England, is trying to get our shows cancelled because they feel people with dwarfism cannot compete in a pro wrestling sport. They have called us despicable, sideshow, freak show, Victorian and grotesque show. On what? Saturday... <laughs> <laughs> That's not acceptable. <laughs> On Saturday... Especially when they're trying to get them banned. Yeah. On Saturday, it was reported that event organiser Centre Stage Entertainment was suing the venues, alleging discrimination. The company was also said to be taking action against the RGA over allegations they made false claims. According to the BBC, three letters of complaint have been written to the venues and the RGA in the hope an agreement can be reached out of court. The wrestling show is still due, Rob, to take place in Cardiff, Torquay, Swansea and Liverpool. Because as you know, Rob, Cardiff, Torquay, Swansea and Liverpool are all places, Rob, where anything goes. <laughs> Hey, I must admit, I, I, I hate to say this, but if it was if it was coming to an area near me, I'd be there. <laughs> I'd watch that. Can I just say, Card? It's true though what I just said about Cardiff, Torquay, Swansea, and Liverpool, isn't it? I mean, you know, no, Alex, no, no you're wrong. In a uh, league table, those, those are all very respectable places. In a league UK. table, those would be probably grouped together. I'm not saying if they'd be near the top or near the bottom of whatever and, table. What would, and in, in that league table, what would you imagine uh, would be the the, the topic of, of that league table particularly? Well, I may be thinking that, you know... Let's see how far the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> I may be thinking that somewhere like, you know, Oxford might be near the top. Because of its, because it's, it's fine universities, is that what you're saying? And better class of people. No, I, I associate um, Oxford with Inspector Morse, Rob. I don't know about a university, though. Not something right. <laughs> Never heard of that. That's yeah. new to me. <laughs> and Alan Partridge reference there for all the people who enjoy those. Despite <laughs> Ferndown Leisure Centre's decision... <laughs> What is it he says? Nobody ever heard of Oxford. Nobody, nobody ever heard of Oxford till Inspector Morse. Heard of Oxford Morse. before he Morse. Yeah. Despite Ferndown Leisure Centre's decision, tickets are still being advertised for sale through the site TicketTailor.com. The show is billed as a body slamming activity featuring the world's smallest wrestlers. Um, I mean, got, got to read out some comments here. Strong, rich, and aromatic says, "Why shouldn't these dwarves be allowed to wrestle each other for our entertainment?" Uh, they have legendary strength, and this would have been a show to remember. Now they will probably be forced into making adult films for a living. Outrageous. Fuck. <laughs> can I just say, Rob, I've noticed on the webcam wow. I'm in complete darkness. You are. I can only, your, your fate is only illuminated by the light from your laptop. Rob, I need to tell <laughs> it's you, very right, unsettling. Rob, right now I'm in a dogging hotspot. I didn't tell you. But I've been driving <laughs> there I, during the course of this episode. If I see a ghostly face behind you, I, I will scream. Is that better? better. Yeah, there we go. Because that was pretty. That was pretty freaky. Uh, It was very strange. The next comment is deleted, which is a shame. What I what I should do next time is have it in pitch blackness again, but wear a roll neck, and a black roll neck. Just 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 a floating head. head. (laughs) I can't see what's wrong with these shows. Dorset Taco says if they want to do it, it's up to them. They're not being forced to partake, and they have a well-paid job. Uh, None of your business says. How is this any different from normal wrestling? I mean, it is a good point. Why aren't dwarves being allowed to wrestle? I don't get it, Rob. No, if they want true. to I mean, wrestle, not discriminatory. Yeah. If they follow, you know, they volunteered. It's not like they've been coerced into it in some way. Yeah. Pablo twenty three says, if a dwarf is into wrestling, they obviously can't be matched with non dwarf wrestlers. What is wrong with them being matched with other dwarves? Lefty identity politics taking away opportunities for minority groups again. They'll be trying to ban female wrestling next. Can I just say, Rob? Lefty identity politics taking politicians taking away opportunities for minority groups. It's a very good episode title. 
Yeah, very strong, yeah. Um, I imagine these dwarves were not happy, Johnny Two Socks says, probably grumpy, with a capital G. <sighs> I mean, that's not needed. Snow White reference. Um, Birthmark says, they didn't ban the club in Prague I went to, where they ran around naked and whipping each other. This is discrimination, because in Prague, it's all done naked. I've got nothing on that. And uh, this was the day, Rob, of the Labour Party conference. Closing. I think the closing day, because Jeremy Corbyn gave a speech is, today. Yeah, last day. And so, fittingly, Greg at Winton says, political correctness gone mad. I'll remind that fellow who said that the loony left wasn't making moves in this area, that he was wrong again. This is a prime example of Corbyn's Britain. I served with a little fellow in the Royal Engineers, and we would call him the Ox. He was the strongest fellow I've met. <laughs> You recall the propaganda that a person of small stature wouldn't be able to serve. Well, he did, and the ox was a prime example. This little man was also the size of an ox. Bottom line is, they're real people too, and if this is what they choose to do as a profession, who are we to put them out of employment? Bring on the small people, I say. Let's march on the council offices and put this injustice right. And I do believe that is a spoof post, and I want to I'm applaud, so. I want to applaud really them so. for that. Small uh, for that spoof. And Shaft says, I'm guessing Snow White signed all the permission slips, so what's the issue? Small-minded people. <laughs> Lovely way to finish. That's actually a pretty good joke. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Rob, it's time for our... Listener story of the week. I got the recorder in there, Rob, even though we didn't have a story this week from the... Oh, have you bought people. the recorder yet? No. Fucking hell. Okay. I, there's been no do- donations, so I'm guessing no one wants to contribute towards our, our recorder fund, yeah. despite it only being £4. Uh, no, the, the recorder's going to cost £40, so please donate. We want one that lasts, Rob. A professional. No one's going to pay 40 quid for a first. When, Alex! Rob, <laughs> they don't need to pay £40. They all need to chip in like a quid each. But they're not going to pay so we can buy you a fucking recorder. Not me, Rob. It's the podcast. Me? Right, okay. No, no, we, we, we're we not making that distinction. I, I, no, my, okay, I'll get a level. I'll be level. I'll level. The recorder is for the podcast, but I do plan to use it on weekends to lure small children and rats away from villages. See, that's better. People will probably, you know, Donate now, yeah, yeah, be yeah. towards that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, in terms of the story, it's a welcome return... To Ben, who I Ben from Halifax, or is it Ben Halifax? No, these names, but yeah, I mean, I, I've been trying not to give his name. We've given it so many times now; it makes no difference. Yeah, so Ben Halifax, who um, did, where's, did where's he in, then? I think he's moved. I, I can't wait. I think he's moved up north. I can't remember where he is. Ben, let us know. He did. He did tell us. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember where he's now. Anyway, so this is maybe he's maybe he's in Rochdale because this is from the Rochdale Herald. Bookmark um, that paper, Robin. Start looking at it. That's okay. another new one. Uh, it's by uh, the story is by Charlie Stewart from the twentieth of September. Now, this is going to dovetail quite nicely because it's about the Colin Cat Killer, Alex. Based oh, news from Rochdale. Yeah. So the headline: Basil Brush on the defensive as police release CCTV image of Colin Cat Killer. Sorry, are you telling me that? So not only is this being linked, is the Croydon Cat Killer, we've got a nice symmetry here. But yep. in one week, we're also getting Timmy Mallet and Basil Brush mentioned in the same I am thing. indeed, yeah. Basil exactly Brush wasn't same. caught up in Operation Utree, was he? Not that I'm aware of, no. It'd be very difficult, because he's a puppet. Yeah. It's a puppet. 
Who was that? Yeah. Who used to say that about who? Oh God, that was um. Brian oh. O'Connell. Brian Connolly. Brian Connolly. That's right. Yeah. And what was the yeah. puppet? I don't know. But yeah, they used to they used to abuse the puppet, and then the audience not used to like feel that, sorry. Rob. That's a pup. No, no, this was not in the operation. You know, this was not involved in Operation U Tree, as to the best of our knowledge, and neither was Basil Brush. Um, so, TV celebrity Basil Brush has been forced to reject allegations that he is responsible for the gruesome death of over four hundred cats across London and the home counties. Is this the creator or the one who sticks his hand up Basil Brush's ass and pretends that he's real? Is this him trying to get some publicity for himself, Rob? I don't know what you're talking about, Alex. Right. Uh, earlier today, we should gather all of it. We should gather all them together. Orville, Emu, Ed the Duck, Sooty, Sweep, Basil Brush. The, Can you add some more on? Can you remember any more puppets? Gordon the Gopher. Yeah, I'd forgotten him. Who else? Uh, the Hamster, the Welsh Hamster. We can't, you know, you're, Kevin. We, Kevin. Me, Kevin. Who else? What other puppets were there? Uh, I mean, if you want to go back who, some way, Bill who, and Ben. Who is Kevin with? Kevin was with uh, Roland Rat. And Roland Rat. And we should burn them all in a huge pyre on Halloween. Didn't see that coming. And be done um, with it. <laughs> yeah, you know, really, really traumatise some children. No, no, kids uh, don't care anymore. We did when we were young. To think, Rob, that we were so simple-minded to be entertained by puppets. If you tried now to entertain a... Alex, what the hell puppet, are you talking about? Punch we were... So, it shows how simple-minded people are. Well, are there any puppets around no. anymore? Yes! The Who? Muppets had a new show on ITV earlier no, this Muppet, year. No, I don't count the Muppets as puppets, Rob. They're not... They're, I'm talking hand puppets. Hand puppets. And the Muppets, uh, that is a very, very uh, skilled job. I, don't, I do not... Sorry, the Muppets can stand around and watch the burning. We're not going to burn them too. They can, they can witness. They can light the pyre. The Muppets can be there. Kermit, you're invited. Have I ever mentioned to you, have I ever spoken to you about a, a, a YouTube um, a YouTube channel called Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? No. After this, I'm going to send you a link. And listeners, if you've never seen it, it is very, very weird. But it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Can you give me a hint of what you're talking about? So it, it's, it's, it's basically, it's puppets, but um, it's, <laughs> I, I can't, I really, I, I, anything I say will not do it justice. So go to YouTube, just type in, don't hug me, I'm scared. The, the, the first season was a couple of years ago, but season two is about to start very soon. They're, each episode, I think they're about five minutes to about 10 minutes in length. They are very, very disturbing. Can I just say who else I'd add? Can I just say Rob, who else I'd add to that pyre? The, the the original, not the animated, because I remember when I was a kid, there was some weird, like, the Moomins. When I was a child, there was some weird version of it where they were, like, oh. felt, moving felt things, and it used to scare the shit out of me. Don't remember that. The Moomins. They're you, I know the Moomins, but are well, you making this up, Alex? Is this some sort of weird nightmare? No, Rob, they're not right, the Moomins. Well, no, but they are Scandinavian, so, what you know, that's all you need to say. Uh, right, so earlier today, the Metropolitan Police announced that it was closing its three-year investigation, we've covered this, into the dozens, dozens of apparent cases of uh, female, fe- no, female, feline mutilation and claiming that forensics examinations and CCTV inquiries have established that the culprit was most likely a fox. Im- images have since been released of what appeared to be a dapper-looking fox in a cravat and tweed uh, tweed jacket loitering with the vicin- within the vicinity of one of the crime scenes. Sorry, Rob, what paper is this? Finger at Bush. What paper is this from? 
the Rochdale Herald. Why are they? Why are they making a joke out of this and bringing Basil Brush into it? I don't know what you're talking about, Alex. This is a serious news story. Right. Um, leading many to point the finger at Bush, who is known to millions for his sophisticated witticisms and the iconic catchphrase, boom, boom. Yes. Which, which, which you can't, we can't really say now. I mean, if you said that now, you know, you'd be accused of sort of inciting terrorism or scaring people. Yeah, you, absolutely. You think you're some sort of terrorist. You're right, you're right Alex, yeah. Um... <laughs> 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 the stories is bizarre. Um, fans of uh, Bush, uh, sorry, fans of Bush are riding around him on social media, with many claiming this is the most likely uh, victim of an international conspiracy. This has got Putin written all over it, said one Basil Bush fan, uh, Sylvia Thomas, fifty-four. Everyone knows that the Russians have had it in for Basil since he turned down that regular start in Russia today. And Putin's always hated cats after one got into his house and pissed on his collection of original pressed Barbara Streisand's LPs. <laughs> I'd love the idea that the Russians are behind these cat deaths, Rob. Wouldn't that, would that be, be, amazing? be amazing? Another way to yeah. subvert our democracy. That I mean, that would be... I can imagine them doing that. Can I just say that um, I would pay money to see Basil Brush on Russia Today? Oh, that'd be amazing. I'd pay yeah, even more absolutely. money to see Timmy Mallet on Russia Today. I mean, that's probably happened. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, Sylvia continues, I bet my mortgage at the Fox in this convenient leak fo- footage is just a meerkat and some shitty fancy dress outfit. I'm giving to wonder if this is a real paper. <laughs> yeah, I'm very confused right now. Uh, however, other people have been less supportive, with some claiming that the star's fall from Grace was inevitable. Basil Brush is the only 70s TV star that I can think of that hasn't been neutered yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it was only a matter of time before skeletons started to fall out of his closet, said an avid TV watcher, Donald Strange, 46. <laughs> right. I don't, this can't be a real paper. Um, in this case, they were, they were cat-shaped skeletons with their heads and tails missing, which is almost as fucked up as, as the stuff you'll find in the Gordon Gopher's broom cupboard when he eventually snuffs it. The Sun have, um, have mentioned the fox thing. Have they mentioned Basil Brush in this story? This is this. Uh, this can't be a real paper. Is this really? No, this is a real paper. How did that story get published? Well, retired Met detective Mick Neville says I'm not convinced it's foxes at all. The reports of cat mutilations have come from specific areas. Are the Met suggesting Basil Brush is the real culprit then? If a maniac bludgeons a cat to death and then cuts its head off, then foxes will certainly try and eat the remains. But a fox doesn't kill a cat and place its body parts in a ritualistic way and in a signature position. Sorry, Rob, this this, this paper is called The What? The what? Alex, I've I've just realised that I think I think this is fake news, this whole site. So the headline's on their main page. Sorry. Labour Party member forced to die, he's joined a cult. Um... Trump, nominate, Trump nominates Bill Cosby for US Supreme Court. Is he called um, the Rochdale Times? No, the Rochdale Herald. But what a bizarre I mean, name for a fake site. <laughs> Theresa May negotiates paying full price for a DFS sofa. Uh, Torchlit procession marks the start of UKIP party conference. Nigel Farage um, reveals she was thrown out the SAS for being too good. Um, <laughs> right, this is not a real site. I can't, but... So has Ben pranked, ben, has ben pranked us? Do you know? Yeah, he has. And 
Yeah, I fell for it, Alex. I on fell our, for on, fake news. On our 249th episode, Rob, it says something that local news has become so bizarre that we cannot distinguish <laughs> the ridiculous from the, uh, the the truth. I think we should end that story there, Rob, but so, to spare us any more blushes, Rob. Yeah. And uh, yep. on that note, we move forward with a mixture of eager anticipation yet trepidation to our next episode, which will be our quarter century episode, episode 250, Rob, as we move ever more forward like... Like? A Ford Fiesta driving at speed to the crime uh, of a cat being mutilated in someone's back garden. I was well. It was actually a Ford Focus, but I was going to say what that. What did I say? Uh, I was Fiesta. A Ford, uh, Fiesta. I uh, was going to say, and um, um, we move ever more forward, like a woman uh, driving to her sixth dogging site of the night, uh, 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 looking for a journalistic scoop uh, at three a.m. in the morning, uh, on, only to find. Um, A couple of dead cats on the side of the motorway. And a used copy of Razzle. And a used copy of A couple of dead cats and a used copy of Razzle is a very good episode title. Just like yeah. that, we move ever more forward to our next episode, which, as I say, will be episode 250. And we can be found on our website, which is lapodcast.net. From there, there's a donate button. You can donate to the worthy cause that is this podcast. But more importantly, for free, for no money whatsoever, you can download... 248 it'll be 249 when this is released episodes of this podcast which is astonishing rob yeah, we're getting to the point as i say where somebody will be able to listen to an episode a day for a year when we get to that point rob that will be a day to celebrate surely um be a day to jack in uh well okay that's how you feel rob that's how you feel um i mean when are you up when's your when, when when are you looking at early release for good behavior uh, two, 2019 right um, we can be found on twitter at, at LA Podcast. we're on facebook at facebook.com forward slash LA Podcast. go on to youtube search for lapodcast.net you'll get a few videos there that should make you laugh uh, you can leave some comments review those please please go onto your apple device and leave a review for this podcast on the podcast app if you can on your google device whatever wherever you get your podcasts from leave reviews spread the good spread the good news about this podcast um, and yeah, we will be back next week. And if you want to send us a story, you can tweet it to us, post it on Facebook, or email us the good old fashioned way at lapodcast.net. And there is a forum as well, I think, on the Facebook page where you can uh, sort of uh, submit stories there as well, I think, or do yeah, whatever people. Chat with like chat with like minded listeners. I'm just worried, Rob. Your latest dogging. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm worried that that forum has just ascended into a dogging meetup spot. I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, take care, listeners. We'll see you next week. God bless. And keep it local.